Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on you think jack del rio's not gonna go to the bar and get a drink and then come back and, and you know run his team meeting give me a break i i can't speak what jack del rio but, but 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 what i can tell you is marissa is that, let's let's make that the drop yeah, but uh, what i can tell you is hello everybody shiokabadi here with a new episode of birds with friends with bo wolf zach berman Marissa Morris on the ones and twos. I don't know if people still say that, but we will go with it. Uh, you know, Bo gave me the honor of hosting today in, uh, what is this, May something with no juice at all. That's okay, Bo. We're going to turn this into a uh, <laughs> juicy episode. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to, we don't need to go through the the pleasantries or, or, or any of that right now. We're going to talk about uh, what Jalen Hurts, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham had to say. We're going to talk about the offseason changes for the Eagles, we're going to talk about some uh, roster moves, including signing Ryan Kerrigan, trading for a cornerback. We'll get to all that. Then, of course, we will have a mailbag. Thank you for those of you who sent in questions. And, of course, we will end with a little movie talk. This is a movie podcast that occasionally gets into some Eagles chatter. So without further ado, I feel like this guy's probably just been waiting for days to do this segment. Let us go to the Stone Cold Newsman, Zach Berman, to get us up to date. It has been a busy few days at the NovaCare Complex. Start on May 12th, Eagles signed Ryan Kerrigan. Well, I don't believe it was May 12th, actually. That that date was incorrect. Uh, <laughs> and I think they agreed to terms instead yes. of signs. So uh, let's, let's, let's uh, be very pedantically start, correct. That's okay. <laughs> start earlier this week. I, I had 17th, May 17th. Stuff. Earlier, the Eagles signed Ryan Kerrigan, agreed the terms to Ryan Kerrigan, the four-time Pro Bowl edge rusher, comes in, uh, adds depth to the Eagles. We will discuss that. And then yesterday, they acquire cornerback Josiah Scott. From Jacksonville, a fourth-round pick a year ago. The Eagles traded Jameson Houston in a 2023 sixth-round pick. The Eagles also signed offensive tackle Casey Tucker, who has been in Philly for parts of the past two years. Wait, wait, wait. Was it a 23 pick or is it a 22 pick? Uh, 2023 pick. Oh, I didn't. I got that wrong in the in the story yesterday. I got to better fix that. No problem. Nice job, nice job out of you as well. <laughs> uh, then we're all the, firing on all cylinders here. Also yesterday, the Eagles veterans, their leaders agreed with Nick Sirianni, the coach and the coaching staff 
to have a modified offseason program. What it, we will get into the details of that, but basically the the veterans had said earlier this offseason they would not report for voluntary workouts. They will be in Philadelphia these next three weeks, but there these next three weeks, but there will be no mandatory mini camp. So we will discuss that in a moment. And then today the Eagles sign offensive tackle LaRaven Clark. He had been with Indianapolis the past five seasons, a former third round pick, uh, part-time starter for the Colts. Well, obviously Nick Sirianni was Indianapolis was in Indianapolis with Clark. And then the Eagles, as part of their veterans being in town, uh, some players met with reporters today that included Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, and presumed starting quarterback Jalen Hurts. So a lot going on at the Noble Care Complex. This is a busier week than it's been in the past few weeks. A lot going on. There you go. You guys just spoke with, uh, as you mentioned, uh, we'll get to all of that, but you guys just spoke. You're fresh off of interviews with Jalen Hurts, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey. I just want to ping pong back and forth here and uh, tell me like what was one interesting thing uh, you heard. So, Bo, we haven't uh, heard much from you yet, except for your uh, admission of you know getting that uh, detail wrong in the trade story. Uh, what was the most interesting thing you heard from those three guys today? Uh, well, you can tell it's a Shield episode and not a Bo episode because we're not leading with the Eagles signing a guy with Raven in his name. But uh... oh, that's right. What is the uh, what is the number one thing that jumped out to me? Putting you on the uh, spot. See, this was I sent a rundown. I'm I like, would oh, say, I send a rundown. I but mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta shift when there's uh when stuff happens. So we're shifting. What are these? I mean, these guys aren't gonna say anything uh, bad about their new coach. But I think I think the way that Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey, who have been through this, is both of their fourth coach with the Eagles. Um, the way that they talked about Sirianni and like you know being impressed with his energy and thinking that it sort of comes across as uh, authentic. I think that was a, you know, they're not going to bury the guy like one week into working together, but I thought that was a, a nice sign of things to come that they're not, you know, the veterans, especially are not going to tune out this guy who, you know, comes across sometimes like a, like a golden retriever. Bo, if you're having a, uh, you know, if you if you find a point in this off season where you're like, shoot, I'm supposed to write something this week, I'm out of ideas. I would like a rundown of every time Brandon Graham has had to comment on a new coach, <laughs> head coach, defensive coordinator, or defensive, defensive line, line coach. coach. Yeah. I mean, we got to be in double digits uh, <laughs> at this point. Oh, and for sure. Yeah. What what he's uh, what he's. Had to say every time, and, and Kelsey, I guess you could put in that same boat too. Although they're having, yeah, you have been. to take everything Brandon Graham says with <laughs> with like you know a mountain of salt, no doubt about it. And what and like if you are leading him in any direction, he will agree with the direction you're leading. It was more about I think the way that Kelsey talked about him that uh, you know, yeah, the, we're not going to be blown away, but by what these guys say. But I think I think Kelsey is a guy who's generally. Uh, choosing his words carefully. So it's, it's better than the alternative of them coming out in May and saying, this guy is a complete disaster right. and a complete phony. And we're in, uh, now we're in a lot like of trouble. A bit of a, like this, this, this thing where they change the off season schedule, you know, I, it makes sense to me. Uh, and it makes sense from both perspectives, like the, you know, like Sirianni, this is a new system, uh, a new regime. You probably would trade the, uh, like learning time, technique time uh, on field for, you know, not doing 11 on 11 and seven on sevens and, and trading minicamp. And it makes sense from the player's perspective. But there is like a there's a, a tinge of it that is like 
sort of like a, uh, you know, a substitute teacher coming in trying to be cool. Mm. And the kids are like, oh, yeah, you know what would really be helpful with all this work we have to do is if we just watch a movie right now. And he's mm. like, oh, that's a good that's a good idea. Let's do that. There's a, there's a, a bit of something to that with the veterans, uh, you know, talking to him about what would work best. But I think it does make sense. What's the adult equivalent of, of the, like, uh, yes, you have the mm. substitute teacher and there's like that buzz in the classroom, you know, where it's like, all right, we're not doing anything today. I feel bad for those substitute teachers now. Yeah. Looking, looking back and now <laughs> when you look at like your middle school and high school uh, years or yeah, they, they, they were thrown into some tough situations. I don't know that the best, is. the best ones were the ones uh, who had been longtime teachers and were retired. And they're just coming in, you know, it's like it, it, they're just they they DGAF, I guess, as the kids would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, you know, they're one last job for them. It's it's it's, it's, it's that's always a fun ride. I, I think the adult equivalent and uh, I I can't attest for this because I've never worked in a true office setting. Right. Like I, I've been a reporter. No, that's not a flex. <laughs> but uh this, that is this, a flex. Trust me, I've worked in an uh, office setting and you should flex. About this that. this this concept of summer Fridays, right, mm. where, you know, like uh, it's it's half day on, on, on Friday. And I got to imagine that if it's if it's nice out and you're only staying half the day, you're probably not getting a, a lot of work mm. done in the morning. You is, know what is, I think is, it is might be in terms of like the uh, the feeling you get? It, it might be uh, you got your grand you got your parents watching the kids for a night. Okay, maybe. You get the yeah. you get the night free. I don't know. Could it's be. Like a, yeah. A I don't have an answer. I mean, I just <laughs> asked the question. I don't know that there is yeah. an equivalent. All right, Zeburn. That was a deviation there. Um, so <laughs> what was your what was your most interesting? So there take were a few here. here. So uh, you've probably got like seventeen. Yeah. Bo was struggling to find. I will one. follow up on <laughs> on Jason Kelsey. Even though Jason Kelsey said that he did not come back specifically because of circumstances with the team, right? Like it was it was a, a decision. That had to do with he loves, question, playing, he loves playing football. He he uh, he enjoys, you know, he, he feels he's still able to. He wants to keep playing. So it's it's not as if he returned because he said, like, this team has a shot to win it. That said, uh, he he disagreed with the notion that a transition season means like a rebuilding year. And he thinks that this team can compete and still be in transition mode. He pointed to the Cleveland Browns last year, uh, not with this answer specifically, but as a team that 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 did not have the full offseason, right? You know, and he specifically and called coach. out the the NFC East uh, nonsense, yes. how the yes. Eagles were the only team with the returning coaching staff and yes. they finished last. But and and his 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 point overall was that they're clearly a team in transition. Like they fired their coach, they have a new coaching staff. They'll have a new quarterback. There are obviously new faces in the, in, in the building, but he still thinks this team can compete to win the NFC East. And uh, I, I don't think like he, he would have come out and been as forthcoming about that this time of year. If he didn't think this, this, this team can be good. Now he didn't say like, you know, they're going to win the Super Bowl. He didn't guarantee anything, that kind of thing. But I, I do think, and I, I tweeted this the other day when the Eagles signed Kerrigan, there's a difference between like uh, rebuild or a, a transition period and a tanking period. And I think inside the building, they're not viewing this year as, as a lost year. Um, they're, they're viewing it as a chance to reset, obviously draft picks, cap space, but they, they still think they can be competitive. And among the veterans on the team, I particularly think that is something you will hear this, this off season. And I think that's true. Season. 
Like yes. they have an easy schedule and an easy division. That's, yes. It's not crazy that they could get to, you know, 10 wins or something like that. And their best and their best players besides Devontae Smith are all are all old guys, right? So Right. Uh, the lines should be good. Yes. I mean, it's you know, if Jalen Hurts is is average, I think it's you know, there's a path there to respectability. And then, uh, and, and then speaking about Jalen Hurts, if if we're snaking this, so if Ooh, if Bo went first ahead. and I'm going second, means, third here, take the initiative. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't you know have much to say like substantially about being the quarterback of this team. Anything that they did going to be a tough state season. of affairs quarterback press conference wise. <laughs> um, but Hurts, Hurts, you know he speaks confidently as 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 you know he has. Uh, some kind of go-to lines. His his line today was that rent is due every day, and and when the rent is due, I don't plan on missing payments. Mm. He also um, doesn't plan on missing any meals. He said. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, he said because thing, they're yeah. no, because he he said this is a very hungry team, and they don't plan mm. on missing meals. So oh, I thought uh, he meant like the you know the cafeteria food, and that's why you show up and <laughs> well, right because you get a per diem too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, but you can also eat in the cafeteria, right? So you might as well pocket that per diem. Exactly. Uh, That's great. That'd, that'd be the smart thing to do there because uh, it's good food in that cafeteria. Absolutely. Uh, oh. So that's really what, what kind of stood out about Hertz was he's, he's not coming forward and saying like, I'm the guy, you know, this, 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 you know, this is my year that, that he's, he said that he, he learned under Nick Saban about competition and that uh, uh, he's here to compete, but I I, I do think that um, the presence about Hertz is he's he's not taking a back seat. Not that he took a back seat a year ago, but obviously he he wasn't front and center the first day of the offseason program uh, a year ago either. So uh, I think very much this this is going to be Jalen Hurts' team. Uh, this offseason, and I, I don't mean to ramble here, but I should have mentioned it in the news update. The Eagles had rookie camp last week. Uh, we heard from Nick Sirianni on Friday. Nick Sirianni once again emphasized that everything's a competition. A, a competition brings out the best in you. So he's not coming forward and saying that Jalen Hurts is the number one guy yet. Now, where is rent due every day? I'm, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've had apartments and uh, typically a hostel, maybe. In my experience, it's a once a month type thing. I mean, you didn't follow up with that hotel, I mean, it's like you're paying mm. by night, right? Mm, that's the dream right the there. Ends, but. Yeah. Okay. It's All it's right. more the ethos, right? That you have to earn it every single day. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, Bo, anything else from you or should we move I'll on? I'll give you one Brandon Graham thing. Uh, okay. Because to Zach's point about competition, you know, this is, you know, if Brandon Graham says something, you have a chance to follow up and get more specific because he's the kind of guy who's going to give stuff away. So he said there's like lots of competition stuff in the building. So we asked Brandon, what, you know, what do you mean by that? He said, well, there's a, uh, there's a basketball hoop now in the team meeting room. Oh, so, it's like Seattle. They had this in Seattle. Yeah. So his expectation is there are going to be times where, you know, like Sirianni calls on somebody to like make a shot. And, you know, if you do this, like we'll cancel whatever, or, uh, you know, some, some kind of thing like that. So, you know, there's your, uh, Here's your big update from inside the Novacare complex. And Brennan Graham also uh, very impressed with the rookie defensive lineman says, Ooh, they're built like me. Mm. So there you go. Uh, I think that's a, every NFL coach should really do that. I mean, uh, guys love, I feel like having the basketball hoop in the meeting room, you know, you can well, just have you, some contests. I, my guess is that Sirianni is going to, it's going to be like, if you can beat me in a free throw shooting contest, because he's going to want to be a part of the competition. That's, that's just okay. his personality. 
All right. Could be pit, pitting a couple guys uh, against mm. each other. You know, I like that. It promotes a Absolutely. fun environment. It promotes a, hey, you, you know, you're coming to work. Don't worry. This isn't, you're not going to dread coming here. It's not going to be a Matt Patricia-like environment where you're sipping mimosas to celebrate the last team meeting <laughs> with the head coach. I mean, that still is the most amazing uh, shout out to uh, Caitlin Kaler, who, who I believe was with Bleacher Report when she wrote that. It, my favorite detail of a story probably. Fantastic. Uh, in the last six months of the year that the players would be kind of so fed up with it that they would have, that they would be drinking uh, champagne to celebrate not having to see the coach anymore. So I think that's good. It might not mean anything. It might not lead to anything. But I think overall, if you can kind of promote that uh, environment where, hey, come on in, you know, it, it's not going to be terrible. When you're here, you're going to get paid. Uh, when you're, you're here, your you're, family. Well, I don't. Know. I wouldn't go that far once they cut somebody, you know. But uh, but you're you're gonna you're gonna have fun when you're here. So that um, I, yeah, every time I drink here. a mimosa, I think to myself, "Thank God I'm not talking to Matt Patricia right now." So it works. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. How often do you, do you drink mimosas? Uh, every day. Rent is due, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta. You I gotta, gotta pay the mimosa man every single yeah, day. That's right. Okay. All right. Mimosas. Uh, all right. Other news you got to, you mentioned there, Zebra. Ryan Kerrigan, uh, the surprise signing. I was surprised to yes. see this come across or agreed to terms, as Bo would say. I was not expecting this. Uh, we'll be 33 at the start of next season. Got phased out of you know Washington's rotation to a large degree last year. Played 38% of the snaps. Had five and a half sacks. I really thought that uh, a veteran uh, sort of contending team would look at Ryan Kerrigan and say, hey, we'll, we'll bring him in for some rotational pass rush. I tweeted this out and people responded and said that's exactly what did happen. A contending team, you know, went out and, uh, and signed him. So there are some people who are oh, bullish on the uh, on the Eagles, but just the fit you was check a little those bit... IP addresses, see if they're coming from a Novocare complex. Mm, that's true. Uh, but but it was a little bit strange uh, fit to me. I don't like... Uh, I'm not going to come on here and tell you I hate the signing or anything. I mean, he seems like a fine uh, veteran. It's okay. I don't think he should be taking snaps away from younger players if, you, if it's like close or if the younger players deserve it because I do think you want to find out about those guys uh, this year. But, you know, the price, it's what, up to three and a half million, which means it's not three and a half million. So uh, very low cost signing here. Uh, Bo, what what did you make of this move? So I, I had the same reaction as you. Like it, this move makes sense to me from the Eagles perspective. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it, it's a little bit surprising from Kerrigan's perspective mm-hmm. that this is the place he would choose to come, um, you know, if the prices were close to equal. Um, but yeah, I mean, they need a they need a fourth pass rusher right now. It would be Teron Johnson on the depth chart, their sixth round pick from Coastal Carolina. So you know that's a lot to ask from him. There's also the possibility that Kerrigan is going to be ticketed for uh, you know that that uh, stand up role that we expect to see a little bit of in Gannon's defense. Uh, right now, they just have Jannard Avery and Patrick Johnson, the seventh round pick, who can do that. So that's a possibility. And but, and Joe Osman as well can do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's technically true. Um, but yeah, still I, around, Joe? <laughs> yes, yes. You oh, now, okay. now, Sheila, you know, I know that you don't uh, read my tweets, but I did want to read you this list of the players the Eagles have signed over the last decade who are coming from NFC East uh, opponents. I mean, I don't intentionally not read your tweets. I just this time of oh, year. Oh, I mean, if I, I were you, I would not. Yeah. I would intentionally not read my tweets. Okay, so would, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's I'm, not a, that's not a shot yeah, at you. That's I just I would hope to, that most know? people are not reading my tweets. Oh, it's yeah. always weird when like a person uh, 
like a, a person from uh, like a different place is like telling me like I laughed at that tweet. I was like, oh, no, you're reading all of my really dumb tweets. I feel bad for you. I'm sorry. Anyway. I would like an audit, Zach, of your like the way you spend 24 hours. I don't know <laughs> so would my wife. Yes. I don't know if it's possible for you to do it. If I we would need love an that, intern, yeah. if we need an enterprising <laughs> listener to just kind of shadow you for what a, a day. Idea. It feels like you're getting a lot done. You're reading books. You read everyone's tweets. You read everyone's stories locally, nationally, different sports. Uh, you, you're able to squeeze in some uh, entertainment viewing, whether it's TVs or movies. I, I think, you know, you're, you you play with your kids. You either take them uh, to and from places. Uh, you know, you're the president of the, uh, uh, give me the title again, the PFWA, <laughs> uh, yeah. Philadelphia chapter. Uh, I feel like you generally respond to texts and messages from Bo and I in a timely manner. And, do like, the and like, uh, like college kids who are reaching out for advice. Yes, Zach makes time that. for them too. Um, so uh, I, I think you eat, you're showering multiple times a day, you're taking <laughs> bike rides. I mean, really, this is a lot to fit yeah, in to in. one day. I know you don't sleep as much. As, yeah, that's... You know, I, I like to get the seven to seven and a half hours here with my sleep app. I like to get that every day. I think it's very important for good health. But, you know, even if you're sleeping like five, uh, I feel like you shouldn't be able to squeeze all that in in that extra two to two and a half hours. Yeah, my my wife wants me to not have the iPad uh, or the phone in the bedroom, like, Mm. because if I get up at one in the morning, you know, I'm I'm scrolling through and then three hours later. If you get up at one in the morning, what do you mean if you you get up at one in the morning? Let's say you go up at, let's say you fall asleep at at 11 o'clock and you wake up up at one. Okay. Uh, Like this happened last night. Um, I, I fell asleep, uh, woke up, I saw uh, Spencer Turnbull had a no hitter. So I was reading, I was reading about that. (laughs) And then I went on to Slack and I saw, I I missed the I, I missed the conversation about the time of this podcast. So I responded to that. And then I opened up my email and I responded Why? with you. Know, are, you then, are you then able to are, get back to sleep? No, that's the thing. Okay, yeah. these are then, terrible. This is a terrible habit yeah. for your yeah. life. Are you see you're you're so, still relatively young? You gotta get this in check before yeah, you get older. You know what happens much. if I go to sleep at eleven and I wake up at one, I turn over to the other side of my body <laughs> and I go to sleep. I don't do yeah, anything so else. Bo asked exactly if you got to get up to go do. and pee. Uh, no light gets turned on. I go in. Mm, I, was I, I thought you were going to say you just let it go. Well, <laughs> I, I do make jokes about wearing a pull-up to my kids every day. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm not quite at that stage yet. But uh, parents out there, if you want a guaranteed laugh or something, uh, you know that that is usually a good one when you joke about a parent uh, wearing a pull-up. But I go in. I take care of business. Uh, wash my hands and I come back and I go back to sleep. I mean, at one o'clock, you should not be thinking about like, it's not wake up time. I mean, this is what I have to explain. This is what you have to explain mm. to your kids when they're young and they like get, get you know, they come in your Jane room at like 4, 15 a.m. And yeah, yeah, mommy, daddy, no, not wake up time. Get your butt back in the uh, in your room. I don't care what you do, but no one's waking up right now. That's it's gonna have to be done to you, Zach. This is unhealthy. This is not good to be doing such things. I agree. My wife says the same thing. That okay. and and then the other thing is I I don't uh, I make sure I, I used to do this and I, I don't do this anymore. I don't go down rabbit holes on the internet, right? Like if I'm 
sitting in front of my computer to write something from, let's say like three to five, then I'm writing from three to five, right? Like I am not deviating from- I think that is the least about. relatable thing anyone has ever said. Like all the all the power to you. That is that is unbelievably impressive. To like like to like that. that is um and I'm I'm very good about that and and I I did that during the book writing process. Like I if if I'm sitting down to write an article, I am not doing anything else until that article is finished. Uh, this uh, is I mean, pathetic, I but I, I will almost I, I you know, say and I don't know myself. if you do this, Bo. I feel like you just keep everything open. This is pathetic. I will admit, but sometimes you you use it as a little carrot to dangle to yourself you know hey when i get done this section then if i want to take a break and check stuff out i'm allowed to do it but not until i get this section of whatever i'm writing uh finished yeah so, you got to play those games with yourself yeah for sure. it's really it's a bad idea now do you guys I don't know so, uh, so anyways back to kerrigan well um, hold on kerrigan. hold on hold on i want i want to stay with this diversion uh very quickly you guys have both kids in the same rooms or did you at, at any point i know yours uh, are older shield well, they keep sleeping in the same. Yeah, they both keep sleeping in the same room now. Okay. Uh, we, no, we, we don't have them in the same room. We moved. We moved Jane into Casey's room this week, so it's been, uh, it's been not bad. But you know, she's still getting up once or twice a night. So, you know, I'm not. I'm not reading. Uh, I'm not reading articles at that point. But you know, you do have to. You know, keep the phone on you just to stay awake while you're while you're rocking the baby. So when she gets up, does Casey then go to the iPad and see if he missed any messages on Slack or anything? Or he Casey through? starts watching the uh, Saban Belichick <laughs> documentary. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, Kerrigan, go ahead. Sorry. So I, I had a similar oh, wait. reaction. No, hold on. I never read the oh, list. Oh, you never read your tweet. I never okay, read the list. Yes, Sonoris okay. Moss, Steve Smith, Matt McBriar, Kenny Phillips, Felix Jones, DeMarco Murray, Miles Austin, EJ Biggers, Ruben Randall, Matt Jones, Nate Sudfeld, Zach Brown, Orlando Skandrick, and Big Bob Davis. Wow, that's a terrible list. Isn't that a terrible list? I did Who's like a Kenny Phillips. I, I had high hopes for a Kenny list? Phillips. Sudfeld, I guess. Sudfeld I won a Super Bowl, right? Sudfeld or Matt McBriar. Those are the only like those are the only <laughs> options. Okay. So, All right. A tough, a tough, a tough uh, list. An easy, a low bar for Ryan Kerrigan to clear. Yeah. Now you can speak, Zach. I'm sorry. No problem. So, so I had a similar reaction uh, to to Bo. I, I think it, it made sense for the Eagles right before the draft. We were talking about potentially them them drafting Quiddy Pay or in the second round, uh, you know, Joe Tryon or you know uh, that that kind of group of of second round defensive ends. They obviously did not do that, and they did not take a defensive end until the sixth round. So it it, it made sense from their perspective. Uh, to have a solid pass rusher in in that rotation. From Kerrigan's perspective, I, I saw Adam Schefter tweeted out that the other two teams that were in it with him were Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. And Pittsburgh would seem to me to make a lot more, more sense than the Eagles. From his, you know, they're a contending team that um, you know has a spot opposite T.J. Watt. I think it's Alex Highsmith is is the edge rusher there. So that that could have been. A better fit, but but uh, who knows what their interest was? Bottom line, yeah, I think the it, money could. I can't this. imagine the money yeah. would would have been if it was in this same neighborhood or whatever. I, I feel like that would be a hard be a uh, thing yeah. to turn down. Yeah, but it, it it makes a lot of sense for the Eagles here, and yeah, I, I I do think that their their pass rush 
and their offensive line if 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 they're healthy. Like th- those those two groups on along the lines of scrimmage are going to be good this year if 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 they're healthy. I am confident in the in the depth and the top of the depth chart at those spots. Okay. I mean, yeah, I would say temper expectations, you know, I, uh, not, not to you, but just, uh, in general, you know, this is somebody who obviously did not find a deal out there, even though. Now, what do you think about this comparison? This yeah. one just, just came across my mind, you know, totally independent of anyone else. What do you think about him being the version of Chris Long that the Eagles had? On, uh, on, on, in what sense? I don't know. That he's just a white everybody's guy? like everybody's every everything is like oh the new Chris Long. Yeah, I, I thought that was overstated. Dude, Chris Long was really freaking good yeah, when they got him. Good. I mean, Chris Long was coming yeah. in on third down and and uh, and crushing people. Yeah, I don't. But yeah, no, you're right. He's a he's a white pass rusher, so you know there's only so many. Uh, so I'm looking at the Eagles' pass rush snaps here from last year with their defensive end. So Brandon Graham had 407. Uh, Derek Barnett had 291, Josh Sweat had uh, 224, and so Vinnie Curry was the fourth defensive end. He had uh, 299 total snaps and 170 okay. pass rush snaps. So I mean, that's what you're looking at. You yeah, know, you're it, looking at that, and maybe he steals a few from from like Brandon Graham. He takes a few less this year. Yeah, that's true. Those guys might not. Uh, play as much or of course if they have an injury then he would yeah. be uh someone else there and um yeah so it, it will be interesting to see now what what do you do if like one of these young guys looks good in training camp like jackson or yeah I mean, jackson, which young guy that, like you that's the carry, thing you can carry five yeah you can carry in, in that okay. case all right but the, I, I feel, it, yeah the thing close. i would pay attention those to, guys is if, to play is if you think milton williams can play on the outside uh that's that's the only guy who, who he, uh, he could theoretically be taking plenty of time away from, or if, and I don't see this happening, if like Jannard Avery looks right. good in that stand-up role and, and you know, he, he kind of morphs into the player they thought they were acquiring back in 2019. Okay. I mean, those are All good right. problems to have. Sure. Uh, you know that's never. <laughs> yeah, you're you're already forgetting my words of wisdom. No, it will not be a good then a That's good how you end up releasing Casey Tuhill. Uh, that's who I thought you said the Eagles signed earlier, but I realized it was a different Casey, right? In, in the, yeah, uh, Casey Tucker. Casey Tucker, Casey yeah. Tucker. This is the oh, third God. year in a row they're going to sign Casey Tucker in like the middle of May and then cut him in August. Oh, okay. Sharif that's, Miller's not here to knock him guy. out. So. That's right. That's plenty. That, that's more Casey Tucker uh, talk than I had allotted here during my one time. Is there a Josiah Scott uh, a, a talk on your list? I like, Let's get I like to that. Josiah Scott. That's on my list. Let's okay. Now, is it Josiah or jo- is Josiah, right? Or I believe no? it's Josiah. Josiah Scott, I'll give the bio and then you guys can chime in here. Uh, 22 years old, fourth round pick in 2020 out of Michigan State, appeared in six games last year, 80 snaps, uh, is five foot nine, ran a 4-4-2, was a three-year starter in college, very good ball production, 32 mm-hmm. passes defended, seven interceptions in 30 games. Uh, so the Eagles acquire him. They trade away Jameson, not Curry. But James on Houston, mm. uh, who played, uh, who knew this guy played in three games last year, 22 defensive exactly snaps, yes. 24 years old. And the Eagles also give away, what, a sixth round pick, correct? In, in 23, 23, we learned at the top of the show. I mean, are we getting like too cute with this? What? That was the negotiation? 2023? It's going to kill yeah. you to give 2022? 
Loaded draft. I feel like this. I feel like I I feel like this was a very good job by Howie Roseman. Probably um, calling up, you know, deciding. Okay, we we everybody knows now that Urban Meyer is the sucker at the table. Let's just call him up and see what we can do. And so he's like, "Hey, uh, hey, Urban, like, can I can I get? uh, How about you know? I want to send you Jamison." Houston, you got anybody you could send me? And he brings up uh, Josiah Scott. He's like, oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. maybe, maybe I could do Houston and a uh, and a seventh. And then he, you know, he lets he lets Urban uh, give it a six. He's like, all right, I'm really bending over here for you, but fine, deal. And then you know he's he's snickering in the background as uh, as the as the deal gets made. Like, first off, Trent Bulky's their general let's manager. Let's just. Okay. Well, yeah, second in, of all, in name only. <laughs> and second of all, if you spot the sucker at the table and what you come out come away with <laughs> is Josiah Scott. Scott. I don't know that you Yeah, but like you take any deal, you take any deal you can get with Urban Meyer at this point. All right. right. No, get first off, I'm um, DJ Chark or uh somebody. Yeah, no, I think this is pretty uh, look, they drafted Tyson Campbell in the second round. They signed Shaq Griffin. I'm I'm surprised that in in your mock draft, Bo, you had Eagles trading for Quincy Williams, but not Josiah Scott, right? Oh, Josiah Scott would I like Josiah Scott. I, I thought he was too My good. I, uh, yeah. I wouldn't think they would give up on him. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he barely played last year. So right. he he did not get in on special teams. He he played, what, 80-something snaps on, on, on defense, and they added two corners over him this offseason. Uh, so it would, it would stand to reason that he was available. And – I'm I'm curious to see does this mean Avante Maddox plays on on the outside? I I frankly think Maddox of the three positions we've we've seen Maddox outside is the worst. I think slot and safety right. uh, he he performed better at. So if this puts Maddox on the outside, that's a bad outcome. But I I've heard or or I I should say I, I read draft analysts who said they had Scott as the better prospect coming out of college than Maddox. So maybe Scott. Well, and they've a been described as very similar players because yes. they're both they're both five nine. Um, I like Scott. He's young. He was a, he started as a true freshman, as you said, Shield. Mm-hmm. He's he's already the he's the fourth youngest player on the Eagles roster. Oh, Would you like to boy. Zach? No this is a good like one. This trait so Zach, much. can you guess the three youngest players on the Eagles roster? Two can you name? I mean, I I could come out here and look impressive, but I, I saw your tweet, so I can I actually it? name. Oh. Yes, you did tweet it. Yeah. Well, and I have there? no interest in guessing, so why don't you just tell us uh, who they are? Uh, yes, so you have Marlon. The youngest, uh, Marlin. The youngest oh, yeah. is Marlon Tuipolotu. Yeah. The second youngest is Harry Kreider, who uh, Shield knows very well, I'm sure. Yeah, did and you make that up? The third youngest is Milton Williams, who was born one day after Josiah Scott. Mm, okay, uh, so, so if they want to have combo birthday parties, they should be able to do that. Yes, that's a thing that they can do next okay. April if they're both still on the team. Uh, yeah, I like Scott. Seems like a good upside swing to take. Uh, you know, it's not like it's not like the Jaguars were a well-run team last year, so you could think that maybe they maybe he was overlooked. Uh, I think I think your read is right, Zach. It was the same read I had initially. Is that this probably makes it, however, you know, just a little bit more likely that Avante Maddox starts on the outside. I don't think that Josiah Scott's coming here to be a top three corner. Yes. I think he's here Agreed. to be the backup nickel probably. Agreed. Um, but you know, there's also a chance that they just keep Maddox inside and have and hope that Zach McPherson wins the job outside, or they could still sign, you know, a Steven Nelson, Nelson or a Bashad Breland or somebody like that. Great nickname too, by the way. What is it? The Nat. Mm. For pestering wide receivers. And even better than that, even better than that, his three older brothers all won national championships at Mount Union. 
Check out Post Story. You can subscribe for one dollar. Coach Flynn. Yeah, shout out to Coach Flynn. And you wonder, I'm sure Nick Sirianni made a little call to Larry Karras before this deal went down. Oh, there you go. The cohabitation. What is it? Co-inhabitation nature. Co-habitation So now what I found interesting about this is, is you're kind of seeing some of the types of, of players. They like at different and positions, a right? surprising, but sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah. So he, you know, he's five foot nine. What, what's Maddox? Five foot nine? Yeah. Same thing? Five, okay. McPherson's so, 5'11". Okay. So like obviously- Shorter, of course, than Chris McPherson. Size and length here is not a priority at uh, at cornerback. It seems like they are fine with sort of these smaller guys who are the feistier, uh, competitive, mm. good tackler type guys. And, you know, that would, again, speak to maybe a little bit more uh, a cover two type scheme. Uh, I do think we're going to, you know, see definitely see more uh, split safety looks. But it is, um, you know, I, I was thinking about Mike Zimmer last, uh, last offseason. You know, they drafted... Uh, Jeff Gladney, who I don't think he was quite this small, but certainly in terms of other characteristics, and he was a guy who could play outside, but in terms of those other correct characteristics, feisty, competitive, ball skills, I think he uh, he fit those. And uh, so, you know, just they're giving you little hints here, I think, since we're not going to, what, be able to watch them practice till, what, August of 2027 or something? It is? Like no, full teamwork uh, this summer. But This summer. Yes. Okay. So what will there be anything before training camp to watch? Well, they're, they're like, will they're you be out, out on the feet? That I, I, I don't know. I, okay. I mean, I'm still working to figure out what exactly these next few weeks are, are going to look like. Okay. But uh, I mean, they're not going to have full teamwork. So it'll be just, it'll be like individual practices basically. Okay. Uh, any, any impressions from the, what were you out there for 20 minutes or so with not the, even. uh, not even. Okay. Any impressions from uh, that session? I noticed they were playing music was my big impression. Oh, also, uh, my wife had said, hey, you have to ask them about this on the pod. How about uh, Sirianni coming through, dapping you guys up? Uh, give me, I want the full play-by-play breakdown of, of this. Oh, well, you both sound hesitant. He came, okay. He, 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 Very he, he uncomfortable. He every single expected. media member. Yeah. So. Okay. Did you think about, you know, taking a step back, hiding so as not to be looking like you were buddy-buddy with the head coach you're covering? I was looking forward to getting the, to, to meet him in person, putting uh, okay. uh well, I was But what say, you a, what a, you a do need to name. know, what you do need to know is that in the ensuing post-practice press conference, yeah. Uh, I asked a question and then Zach asked a question, and then later on in the press conference, he referred back to uh, his answer to Zach but said and I think it was Bo who asked this earlier. Oh, uh, so really? He, he, had a little, he had a little switch up with the two athletic guys. He's associating us, which is um, there's there are worse people to be associated with than Bo Wolf. Also, Bo got um, very interesting. Yeah, and and Bo got oh, that's a great question, Bo. Real? Mm. Wow. So you could wait? He said Bo twice. But it could have made that much of an impression as a great question if he was then referring back to your question as mine. No, because my question wasn't a great question. It was just in the answer he was giving, he remembered the other question and he just associated the athletic reporters oh, with wow. each other. Wow. No wonder Bo's picking them to win eleven games or whatever it is. <laughs> this is this is all this is all making sense now. See, I was unaware. No, of these details. To your, to we're gonna have points. to get those clips. 
Well, first of all, we're gonna have to get those clips before the uh, next episode, and uh, I, I might have to put them to the test here, and you know, show up as the bald Indian guy. You, you, mm. How high is your confidence, Sirianni? You know, uh, I don't know how many Indians you've come across. Are you confident saying uh, "Good question, Shiel," or you know, as Shiel was mentioning, or as uh, you know, the great Shiel Kapadia mm. once said, you know, any of those? So uh, I think I'm gonna have to start getting in the mix with some of these. Now, to your to your uh, point about the music, old habits die hard uh, from the Chip Kelly era. So I did Shazam, the first song of the Nick Sirianni era, and it is that go with an exclamation point. Young Stoner Life, Young Thug, and Meek Mill featuring T Shine. So there you go. Okay, I'm sure there will be plenty more of that to come uh, during training camp uh, this summer. I look forward to uh, to attending a training camp. Yeah. So do I. And then uh, to your other question, as as to what jumped out, uh, Zach wrote about this in his in uh, his recap of the day, which you can read on the athletic. uh, And of course, the athletic.com slash birds with friends for 40 percent off. Uh, To me, it was getting to see Devontae Smith up close. And like it is really hard to overstate just how skinny his legs are. It's mm. crazy. Like you worry that he's going to get broken in half. He is. He has never. That's never happened. Uh, and I, you know, it doesn't doesn't change my opinion. But like the idea that this guy is like, he looks like an outlier when you see him. He does. He looks like he looks like I would imagine that uh, you know, fifteen year old Kevin Durant looked like or something. Okay. But the long arms also stand out. the The build reminds me of Rajon Rondo. Oh. I like, that you, I like that. That was a mic drop for you. Rajon Rondo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, if 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 you've seen Rondo in person, like he's he's six six one. I I monstrous hands, right? Rajon yeah, and like Rondo. really long arms, right? Like that's why he's so good in the passing lanes. Uh, I imagine that Devontae Smith on the basketball court probably was was similar to uh, Rondo. Maybe he was a better scorer, but I, I he was a post I, player. I see, he was a post player. I think so. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Well, glad we got that out of the way. Okay. There you go. Let's get to some of these mailbag questions. Uh, very quickly, very quickly. I know you don't care about this, but the guy they signed today, LaRaven Clark, uh, yeah. tore his Achilles in December, so he's not coming to win a job necessarily. But I think if you were if you were thinking uh, you want Andre Dillard traded, I guess this is a small point, like a small move in your favor. This is a guy who can play uh, all four positions, probably. And Nick Sirianni has some experience with him. So, well said. Know, more more likely to replace Matt Pryor, probably, than Andre Dillard. But it is it is real veteran depth. Okay. Fine Oak Things, with the first question here, says, What's more likely for the Birds this year, double-digit wins and a surprise division title, or a three-to-four win season where the dysfunction continues? He also gives me a Classics for Shield recommendation the wood 1999 which i don't think uh, i have seen that if you're wondering if this is still continuing it is uh you can give me the recommendations for movies you think i will like again not movies you like movies you think i will like hashtag classics for shield on twitter uh if you leave them as reviews on our apple podcast page i will get to them and of course you can read the epic reviews on instagram I think you actually would enjoy the wood. Okay. You know, I was trying to get the Instagram plug in there, but at Shield Kapadia. (laughs) 
<laughs> on uh, on Instagram. Very important. Uh, really, the the reason why we're doing this whole thing. Okay, I'll add the wood now. I don't think that's gotten a vote yet, so you got to get multiple votes to uh, really get in the mix. But uh, all right, what do you think is more likely? I'll, I'll start with this one: double digit wins in a surprise division title, or a three to four win season where the dysfunction continues. I think a, I think double digit wins and a surprise division title is probably more likely. I mean, three to four wins in a 17 game season, you know, I don't think they're going to re- reach those depths of terribleness. But I could be wrong. We know what Bo thinks on this one. Well, I don't think. Well, I, I don't <laughs> think that dysfunction, like continuing, is necessarily something that's going to happen this year. But I do think that, like, if Jalen Hurts gets injured. Uh, mm, that's true. Early, like, and Good Joe point. Flacco has to play. Then I think you are looking at three to four wins. So yeah, that's true. Uh, that's all. Uh, I don't say. tell that to Audubon Hardware right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I think that the thing I need to constantly remind myself this off season as I'm writing stuff and as we're discussing things that uh, the 17 game season changes quite a bit, right? You know that I think that double digit wins is obviously a bit easier to get and three and four there aren't going to be that, that that many like three win teams this year right so i would say jacksonville <laughs> i i would be surprised if jacksonville's a three win team i mean maybe houston if if deshaun watson doesn't play but detroit <clears throat> so i would say double digit wins but i do think that if i had the bet right now on the over six and a half or the under six and a half i would go with the under six and a half I thought you went over and I went under. Didn't we just do this exercise? Yeah. You, so I you went yeah, seven so and I went six. I, 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 what I do went you mean? Seven. You're going under. No. So 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 I, I'm sorry. What I mean by that is is I was on a show the other day when they said if you're if pulling you a bow. No. I, all right. I I, I I did not phrase that well. I did not phrase that well. So I I. I mean, I had him going eight, seven, and two. Let's come yeah. down. Uh, do you think that they're closer to above that seven wins or, or below the seven wins? Like if you, and I, I would say they're closer to the below. Like I would think that they're closer to six than eight, but I went seven. Mm, okay. All right. Ken, Ken says, what do you think Doug Peterson's future will be? Will he get another mm. chance to be a head coach? Do you get a sense that he's respected around the league? Or do you think people have chalked up the Super Bowl as a fluke year could you see him jumping to college? Oh, very interesting Ooh. question. I do not think that college is a good fit for Doug. Um, no? No. He doesn't want okay. to recruit. I agree Yeah, with that's both. probably true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one wants to, but at yeah, some point. Yeah. I think he would rather be an offensive coordinator than a, head, than a college head coach, probably. Um, I think, I think uh, what happens this year with Carson Wentz and with the Eagles separately will probably – uh, inform mm, the, the league-wide opinion on Doug Peterson a little bit. But I don't know if his next job will be as a head coach, but I think he will get at least one more shot as a head coach. Yeah, Zach? I was I was surprised that he did not get more of a look this season in, 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 the, in the cycle. Perhaps Doug was, you know, content cashing the Eagles checks uh, living down in Florida. But um, but I, I think that it would surprise me if, if he does not get – now, Shield, shot this is a pitch. home run for you as a national writer. You got to you got to start pitching Doug now on the story in November. Mm, of, the Mike of, McCarthy, yeah, tra- but like make it PR an actually tour? reputable place that he's going to visit mm. for you know a couple hours and informing. What his would that processes. be? I don't know. Birds with Friends headquarters. Mm. Do we have one of those? That'd be great. Yeah, your house. Okay. Okay. 
uh, yeah, that's a you got you got to write that bad boy. You know, Doug's perspective. Uh, you know, he's, I think Peter King will likely uh, <laughs> get 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 that well, one uh, now. <laughs> Listen, I got plenty on my plate. I don't need to be starting that uh, right now. Okay, uh, Bobby wants to know. I don't know if there's an answer to his first question here. Actually, well, three questions, Bobby. Mm, Very aggressive, aggressive, but I, 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 I respect it. What possible cornerbacks could be available in an Ertz plus pick trade? What factors led to Andre Dillard being persona persona non grata in the Eagles building? Mostly how optimistic? How optimistic are you about this upcoming season and staff? Uh, I don't have an answer for the cornerback one. I don't know if you guys do. I do. You guys think that? Do you think Zacharitz gets traded? What do you, What do you think is the most realistic outcome right now? Do I think he gets traded, or do I think he's definitely not on the team? What he's do you think is the, the most realistic outcome? Um. I still think he gets traded. You think he gets traded? Yeah. Are you of the opinion they're they're just going to cut him? I think so. Now there is a there is a big difference between doing this on June first, whether it is a trade or uh, a cut. It's uh, it's like three and a half million dollar difference of cap savings. So mm-hmm. I, maybe they have something worked out. And they're waiting to do it for uh, you know June second. My guess, I think the most likely scenario right now is they cut him after June 1st. I would agree I, with that. I still think it's it's going to be like a player-for-player player trade at, at okay. this point. I, I, I can't imagine they're going to get a pick that they like for him. Okay. Uh, Andre Dillard, what are your thoughts? I mean, he's, he, he's been bad and hurt. I, don't know what, I mean, mm-hmm. what, what, should, what should his status be? And my lot was better. Yeah. So. It, and, yeah, I don't think he has sort of the um, – prototypical personality as I, as I detailed in the story a couple of years ago, that would endear himself perhaps to a coaching staff. That doesn't mean he can't have success or that, you know, people dislike him, but I don't think, uh, you know, like the stuff you hear about Landon Dickerson, I don't think that's uh, Andre Dillard. So we will he's see like what happens. He's two years older than Malata. Okay. We'll see what happens with him uh, this year. How optimistic are we? We already kind of yeah, answered that. that one. All right. Uh, Mr. E. This one's for me. Sheil. Well, maybe you guys can chime in. I need to start having a veggie meal at least once a week. Any suggestions? Uh, also, beyond meat or impossible meat, any difference in taste or texture? Uh, I'll, you know, a veggie meal, uh, we've, we've been doing some takeout from this place, Honey Grow. Have you done a Honey Grow? Yes. Uh, I, li- yeah. I, lo- I like these. I love the size of their salads. This can last me two meals. I can eat it for two lunches. It's packed with stuff. It's customizable. And they also make a good customizable stir fry. So, you know, you can pick what you want okay. in there, get some proteins, get some egg, what, get some What tofu. proteins are you putting in? The, oh, sorry. You were I do an egg and a tofu. Yeah, okay. those are my two. Uh, what so, about a so bean? I, uh, I don't do, no. I mean, I'll in a, in a Mexican food, I'll do that, uh, okay. but, but not in this. Uh, so that would be, you know, if you want to do a little takeout there, they have locations uh, uh, across the city and suburbs. That would be a good one. And Beyond Meat or Impossible Meat, uh, big Beyond Meat guy. Now, if Impossible Meat wants to, um, you know, do a deal with us for sponsorship, I'll change my tune. And Marissa, we can always delete this. But if you're asking me in a taste test, uh, I like Beyond Meat significantly more 
than uh, than Impossible Meat. I'm not a huge fan of the Impossible Burgers. Uh, I'll eat them, but you know if that's what's available. But if you give me the choice, ten times out of ten times, I'm going with the Beyond Meat. And I mean, how are you going to sell me that it's impossible when there are other competitors on the market? Like, well, how are you going to sell me on it's Beyond when there are others in the same neighborhood? Well, because it is still Beyond Meat. Okay. I feel I feel like that's a more accurate name. Okay. T.P. Adelman, if you could have a beer with a former Eagle, who would you each pick? Bonus follow-up, what venue would you go to? Hmm. Mm. A beer with a free... You know, I, I, I did enjoy our uh, our Seth Joyner uh, inter, oh, you know, joint interview. I mean, I would love... Yeah, that would be fun to throw a few back with uh, Seth Joyner wherever, uh, wherever he wants to meet. So uh, I don't know if that's the... Best answer, but that was one that came to mind. You guys got uh, anything? Like I'm thinking about it for professional purposes. <laughs> I, I mean, I I, I want to hear Carson's side of the story, right? Oh, so, there you go. That's so, actually not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so gosh, no. Yeah, I'll take yeah, join us. Share some uh, freshly killed turkey. <laughs> nah, we'll we'll go to a place in Bismarck together and and. Have a few beers and and discuss what really happened. Um, but out outside of that, look, I I think like Lashawn McCoy is someone who would be. Oh my god! That is not really? Lashawn oh McCoy, no. McCoy. Oh man, I is, hope you don't. I hope you don't say the venue is a bus. <laughs> no, I, I was no, I was gonna say. Like, I don't think you can have a bad time with LaShawn McCoy. Oh, I would just, I think there are people who would really disagree with that. Oh my God. I meant like, he would be funny. He he would, uh, he wouldn't be reserved. Malcolm Jenkins would be uh, a a fun person to have uh, beers with. Jenkins Um, is a good one. I I would say, um, crazy choice. I mean, Chris Long and <laughs> and choice. and Connor Barwin are both good storytellers. Uh, Kelsey's a good storyteller, so I'm trying to think. I mean, Jason I, Peters. I, I would be throwing up before Kelsey was even <laughs> feeling a buzz. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh, Peters would, would would be one I'm, I'm throwing Ooh, that's in there. A good but one. Peters I'm, is a good one. I'm trying to find like like an under the radar. Todd Harriman's is it comes to mind, although you know maybe mm, maybe the beer is more than yeah maybe the beer is less the main attraction in that. Uh, and that hang. <laughs> All uh, right, Bo, so who do you got? Uh, let's see. You just gave this no thought until this second. No, I mean, no. I, both, was, I said, I said I Harriman's. Went, then I said, said Harriman's. Oh, you did. Harriman's. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. But I'm it's trying to think. Brandon like Brooks. I don't know. Brandon Brooks is not a former first, Eagle. Like, Opetta. Uh, Fanuki Tapu, maybe. Okay. Well, I actually think that one's pretty realistic. You know what would be a good one? Kevin Cobb. I feel like he's got some good stories. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe. I mean, there you talk about you're going to be eating some fresh hog there. You like a pig roast? Yeah, I'll eat a, I'll eat a pig. Okay. Uh, I did think that that was an underrated part of Tyler Tynes' story about Devontae Smith. I mean, running from hogs in the mm. forest? I thought I was going to have nightmares that night. <laughs> People actually do that? I mean, he said, you don't know what's back there. My gosh, I'm not going back there if I don't know what's going. what's back there. Anyway, all right. Uh, Ryan J Pro Bowl MVP Defop says, "What's the restaurant or bar you are most looking forward to visiting again post pandemic?" 
You know, I would like to go to, uh, and I've, and actually a little, little Jakesy answered this for us and said burlap and bean for breakfast, <laughs> pasta physios for lunch, and end the day with a nice visit to Barclay Prime with Pat Shermer. So that, <laughs> that is good. an excellent answer. Uh, I, I would like to go to a uh, sit down in a burlap and bean, you know, start out with the coffee, do some work, go through some emails, uh, then, you know, follow, get up again, maybe get a little, uh, little breakfast, then maybe get hungry an hour later go back for a snack so uh i would look forward to uh to doing that now pasta fissios i don't i don't think anyone eats in there right and is there a secret no yes. no there's one table it's oh, outside, there is. Though, isn't it or i guess no, there is. A, there's no, one inside it is, You're right. it is inside right. i've eaten there many times um, oh not, really <laughs> yeah there's the one table year. and you've eaten there many times yes yeah there's oh. actually there's a photo it's a it's underneath the photo of all these celebrities that mm. that come in and there. so you're sitting there hoping just desperately that they're going to take your picture not at all, but know that a celebrity know yeah. that a celebrity comes in. He's yeah. hoping <laughs> that he can interview um, him, like Carson yeah. Wentz. All the, all those like they're all Eagles guys, and uh, and they're never in there when I'm there, probably yeah. because they're at practice. <laughs> <And I'm, laughs> likely, uh, yeah. So yeah, so I would say well, my favorite restaurant is it's called Cafe Twenty Eight Twenty Five in in Atlantic City. I was there oh, on really? my birthday outside. Yeah, Ooh. so. But I would like to go back out there. So I would answer this anywhere on the road with Bo or with Shield because Ooh. that means we're at games, right? Yeah. So mm. I'm looking forward to getting That's out good. there again. Yeah, okay. I mean, most of like my favorite places, uh, I have either like ordered from or done like an outdoor dining. So like the itch is not really there, I guess. It's really oh my itch is there i just well, I mean can't the itch is there but like a yeah. but in general not like a there's not a specific place so it's more okay. about it's more about the people than uh than the place itself okay that is that is like uh what i'm what i'm grasping for what i'm looking forward to okay mike says who officially is the owner of the catchphrase i know that's right i hear both uh, at Shield Kapadia and Bo Wolf use it religiously and must know who stole it from whom. Also, what would be the ideal Z-Berm catchphrase, go birds? Uh, I believe that was me, Bo. Do you? Do you uh, no, I don't uh, disagree. You brought that to the table okay. first. Yeah, I brought that to the table. Z-Berm, do you have a catchphrase? I'm fired up I to do be not, here. But excited for the pod. <laughs> yeah, yes, excited for the go. pod. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have, you, you okay. absolutely have one. People want Sounds that good. on a T-shirt. Okay. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. Marcos wants to know, how did Zeberm feel when Nikki Sirianni dabbed him up? It was it was nice to see him in person. I look forward to many more um, chances to speak to Nick in person and, uh, and, and get to know him and hopefully he can get to know me a bit. Okay. There you go. Uh, Dan says, it seems like Jeffrey Lurie has always been involved in player evaluation since he started out, but your reporting and others have suggested he has been more involved in the last couple of years. Is your sense that this has been gradual since the Reed years or that it has been more acute uh, in the last two to four years? And if more acute, why? I think uh, as our reporting sort of detailed, I think it, it was a reaction to wanting to sort of take his team back after the Chip Kelly years. I think uh, one of his lessons from that time was that he was that he wanted to be more involved. I would agree with that to a, to a degree. I also think if like the first, you know, uh, five, six, seven years of his ownership went differently, 
uh, he could have been just as involved then. You know, it was a yeah. matter of, wow, we found this coach who's sort of going to be the leader of our franchise for a long time. Like, I'm not going to screw this up and tell him uh, what to do. But if that were like a different setup or a different coach, um, I think uh, I don't think it's that he didn't want to be involved at that time. I, I think he, he always, when he bought the team, you know, he found this to be a very attractive part of it. And uh, I, I, I think what you said is, Right, Bo, that after the kind of the chip era, it was uh, it was a time to get more involved because that hadn't gone uh, gone great. Zebram, anything to add there? I know you have Great a heart out here. Do you say. need to jump? Yes. Do you need to jump off here, Zebram? In in, t- in two minutes, I am going to jump off and I will listen to the to the movie segment. Okay, uh, yeah. Once but Bo, we can finish with the classics for uh, Shield. Can't wait. What's Eric says? What's Bo's take on filled stadiums and vaccinations? While nothing has mm. been made public yet, uh, any indication that the Eagles will follow the Bills' lead and require vaccinations? So I didn't the Eagles say something that they wouldn't require vaccinations? Am I wrong about that? What they said know. in in Don Spolensky's statement, he said that he there's going to be a full stadium and he's he's looking forward to everyone getting vaccinated, something of 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 that nature. I don't think they put it down as a requirement. I would need to I I, I can find out more details on that. Okay. So. Uh, otherwise my my Thought is that like I wish, I wish there was a, uh, people were taking more seriously like actually proving that you had a vaccination. But otherwise, you know, if you're vaccinated, go go have some fun. Keep getting vaccinated. Yes, absolutely. The more, <laughs> more people get vaccinated, mm-hmm. um, you know, then then these things will be a lot easier. So progress being made, but obviously more uh, to do there. So we'll I'm, see what it looks. I'm, like I'm going to jump off here. Look okay. forward to hearing the rest of the pod. Uh, All right, thank you. Zach, Zach's listening. jumping off because he just he doesn't want to endorse uh, the political opinion that people should get vaccinated. No, I no. He just <laughs> said they I should. Know, get vaccinated. I know. Yes, yes, I everyone know. Get All, All right. right. Uh, Casey wants to know uh, over under Bo for the leading pass catcher on the Eagles. He has it at seven hundred and forty nine and a half yards. Uh, Will the Eagles the, have I would take the over. And who do you think would be the person to have more? I than I think it would be Devontae Smith. So I was looking up, and I got to double check this. So this isn't official, but uh, you know, I, unless I screw this up, this was the number. I was looking up the median season for a first-round wide receiver, mm. the median rookie season over bad. the last ten years. What What do you think it is? Catches and receptions. I'm gonna guess it's like thirty catches for. Uh, 315 yards. Oh, wow. You went under. Okay. Uh, it's this first round picks only. Uh, it's 46 catches for 556 yards. Yeah, that's actually better than I thought, obviously. So, that's just kind of a uh, an expectation to look for. <clears throat> 749 and a half. Huh? That's a good number. I think they'll have somebody go over that number. Devante yeah. Smith, you know, Dallas Goddard, I guess, would be kind of a sleeper there. Maybe Jalen Rager. Can make a case for Rager, sure. Now, how how run? You know, I was on uh, uh, Flex here. I was on with Josh Norris. Uh, you know, oh. with the with the underdog wow. uh, network. You got the invite and, first, huh? Okay. And uh, he right, was asking, he was asking me about kind of how run heavy do I think the Eagles are going to be? Which is a question I hadn't really considered yeah. uh, that much. I mean, what do you think? Like when we look at those graphs, you know, in week 11 that tell you, all right, score neutral situations, early downs, 
Here are the pass-happy teams. Here are the uh, run-heavy teams. Like, where do you think the Eagles are going to be uh, kind, of, kind of on that graph? So I think the really interesting thing here is how much are they going to incorporate the quarterback run game? Um, you have to. I th- Well, of course, I think you have to. Um, but I think if you separate that out, which maybe that's not fair to do, uh, like, you know, Jeffrey Lurie is hiring somebody who is going to be a pass first coach, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's this is not going to be, you know, Nick Sirianni comes in and it's, it's uh, you know, three, three uh, yards in a cloud of dust. The Eagles are going to be one of the, you know, top 10 pass heavy teams if we separate out the quarterback run game, I think. Um, that's that's the big question to me. And so, you know, if it, de- it depends how you weight that. But I like I don't think that Miles Sanders is going to be getting like 18 carries a game. I think uh, if the Eagles end up like leading or being towards the top of the league in rushing yards, it will be because Jalen Hurts is rushing for like 800 yards. Well, they really could be a top five rushing team, I was thinking. I mean, they really could. Like, like I think if he plays a full season, he's he could he's going to run for 1,000 yards, potentially. 1,000? Wow, look at you. Last year, he ran for over 100 yards in two of his four starts. Okay. Um, but yeah, when you look at like sort of the scheming with Stoutland, you look at the offensive line, which you think should be better than last year, and and just having the quarterback who's involved in the run game. I mean, we've seen it's it. Just, it's a it's, huge it, advantage. It, it, of course it is, but it's so, it's it's why the Flacco thing is so mind-boggling. Like yeah. they're obviously not they're committing, screwed. They're not committing yeah. to it because they're not it's not a it's not going to be the full offense. Otherwise, you would have signed someone who could do it a little bit. And Sirianni has like like no experience with this at the NFL level, right? right. I mean, from between the Chargers and uh, the Colts. So uh, it will be concerning if we're out there at training camp and we don't see a lot of Jalen Hurts being involved in the run game or even early in the season if they're like, you know, that's not what we're going to do. Because then it means what you said about, uh, you know, uh, catering the scheme to your players is not true because you just have to do, you have to take advantage of that right. with a guy like Hertz. It's such a uh, huge weapon. So basically I, I said middle of the pack. I thought they would be, you know, by the end of the season, when you kind of look at it, I don't think it's going to be like a Ravens offense where they're near the bottom. I don't think it's going to be like a chiefs offense where they're at the top. I think they're probably going to be somewhere in that middle range. Um, okay. Let's see what else we got here. John says, what would you put the over/under of total numbers of t- of players who will start at outside cornerback this season Ooh. for the Eagles? So you got Darius Slay. I think you would assume Avante Maddox, whether it's at the start of the season or somewhere along the lines, will be one of those. I think the most likely answer is four. Okay. Um, if you're factoring an injury, in, you're factoring in at least one change in uh, personnel and then at least one injury. So, but I like, I don't even know if you have five guys, but I think I would set the over under at, you probably set it at three and a half and take the over. Yeah, I, I would, would take guess. the over. I think you'd have yeah. to set it at four. You think you set make, it and make people pick? Make people pick. Yeah, I think that's better. Because if it's four and a half, you'd, I think you take the under. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's see here. What else we got here? Uh, lot, lots of, uh, Daniel says, lots of Watson talk. Let's assume they have mm. the trade pieces to make it happen. Can you outline how they would be able to afford him? Or are we assuming this is a 2022 proposition given their cap situation? Uh, Watson actually is not doesn't have a big cap hit. 
this year. That's the thing. Yeah, I think it's like 10 million. And so um, you would have to do some gymnastics. You would have to uh, push some money uh, down, uh, you know, kick the can down the road, which they've done, which they've done with some of these players. But basically you could do the accounting and who knows, maybe you're even trading a player uh, or two in that deal to make that happen. So uh, the con- Watson's contract is actually an attractive part for about the acquiring team. Yes, I think he's make he's going to make like 29 million per year uh over 5 years, which is like a bargain for a quarterback of that caliber. Dak Prescott, you know, of course is getting like 40 million. So, um that's part of the reason why uh he would be attractive and of course we've gone over the reasons why uh you would not want to do make a make a move like that. Tim wants to know. This is an interesting call. Oh, you know what? We got to save that one for Zebra. It's talking about okay. It's talking about the AP style guy. I mean, oh, okay. I feel like we can't yeah, do that. You gotta, without, you gotta let that, yeah. Without Zach. Let's see. Uh, oh, another Watson one. Jason says, is it a foregone conclusion that the Eagles get Watson once the lawsuit's clear? I mean, I certainly wouldn't say it's a foregone conclusion. Give me a percentage. Give me a percentage. What, what are the what are the chances in your estimation that Deshaun Watson is on the Eagles? And I'll I won't even just say this offseason i'll say like you know in either this offseason or next offseason deshaun watson is on the eagles 22 mm, percent oh that's pretty high yeah that's pretty high okay because you assume a trade you assume other people involved uh i feel like there's probably a good way to do this with which uh defop sunset shaz could, who, who who knows about uh forecasting and making predictions i mean there's a, yeah there's a there, it's an it's unlikely but there's a chance that he just stays in houston and then if he's traded you've got the whole rest of the league it's right like, so 22 is pretty high yeah i was gonna say more like 10 percent. okay which is not nothing i mean it's no. one in ten chance i don't know that could be wrong all right uh, Nico wants to know, am I still doing my 1,000 steps a day? Mm, I was curious about this. Don't remember hearing an update for a while. So uh, I am not. So what happened was oh. the the wearable that I had, okay, uh, after 85 days in a row, where as listeners know, I was obsessed with this, it restarts. <laughs> How? You're oh, killing no. me. I was ready to do this for years on end. I mean, I was focused on this every day, but it restarts. All of a sudden it says like, congratulations, you're, you know, on a new streak of one or something. And I'm like, wait, what, one? And so uh, that killed me. If you want to know what wearable not to buy, go ahead and ask (laughs) ask me privately, and I will tell you not to get that. And so I'm on I feel like uh, wearable is a funny word. It makes it sound like like an edible, just something that you put on. Or like a Chuck Rhodes type thing. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I guess you could go either way there. Uh, um, So, uh, yeah, so I'm not doing that. I have a different different, uh, watch type thing that I'm wearing, and so still trying to keep track of that. You're tracking, but you don't have the daily goals. Uh, I do have daily goals. It's just, it's not just steps. So it's like, uh, it's like calories, movement, uh, active Mm. exercise, all those things. I do. Does it change every day? No. Well, it hasn't yet, but you you can change it if you want. I see. Okay. So anyway. Uh, All right. Uh, Favorite Gujarati meal, says uh, Parth Vader 84 for all the sports Indians out there. Well, I think I've gotten the question about like if you're going to an Indian restaurant, what, what's my go-to order? We've gotten a couple and, Indian food questions in the past. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just I'll answer that. It's a Malai Kofta, I would suggest. Uh, and, you know, as true Indians know, you usually don't eat naan at home, but you go to the restaurant, you can do a little naan. Uh, but as Bo and his wife know, 
the key to the good Indian meal, the underrated part of the Indian meal, the appetizers. That's oh, where you really sure. want to load up. You know, when we had our London meal, I feel like you both said the same thing where the papdi chat, that's where it was at, mm. right? Because they didn't have the Malai Kofta there at that restaurant. And so I would say you really want to load up on the appetizers, the papdi chat, I mean, the best kind the of samosa, cuisine is one the pakora, yeah, all those. You're loading up on apps and yeah. sharing them around the table. That's the best way to eat. Yeah, so that, that's what I would say to do. I'm not a big uh, dessert, in Indian dessert guy. You know, the kapadias, whether you're on the streets of Mumbai or the streets of Philadelphia, we're getting ice cream for our uh, our dessert. So I don't, I don't like the, I'm not a big, huge fan of the uh, Indian okay. desserts there. All right, we're almost finished. Now, and uh, sure. and uh, for the- Do you have one? You, you, you no, eat I was gonna, well, no, I was going to say uh, for the uh, philanthropic uh, listeners to uh, check out the link on your timeline. That's right. To help out the uh, COVID relief in India. That's right. Thank you for that. Uh, Sean wants to know, what would be the better spinoff pod, classics with Sheil, books with Berman, things that Bo shouldn't say? Uh, and there's one vote already for things that Bo shouldn't say. <laughs> I don't think that would be a very good pod because it's just Well, it wouldn't last long. Thing, I know well, that. It's just going to be the things yeah. that I already do say. Just yeah. That's not, true. Not so. as interesting. It's more. It's more fun to not be able to say the the whole thing. There you uh, go. So you don't have to choose. We can I fit feel, all these into yeah, birds with I mean, friends. You know, classics with Sheila we're already getting. So I feel like yeah. Zach. I feel books with Zach is sort of the one that's has has real uh, staying power. I I agree. Yeah, I think that's going to be a uh, recurring feature. All right. Speaking of that, let's wrap up with this. I I was supposed to start watching my kids about twenty minutes ago. No one has come downstairs. I thought it was three thirty that you had. Uh, well, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's okay. Three is when they're. I'm supposed to take over. Three thirty mm-hmm. is generally when we go outside, like after a snack or something. Gotcha. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we have a few more minutes here. All right. So, classics for Sheil. I've been posting these again. Instagram at Sheil Kapadia. That follower count's going up. I think we can get it higher. Last time, Bo, we talked about uh, No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood. After that was election. Oh, no, we talked about election we in Pooh and Luke, right? Yep. Okay, so we've got four more to get to. Easy A. Have you seen an Easy A? Button? I have seen an Easy A. Your thoughts? Uh, it seems like a, a down-the-middle recommendation for S.H.I.E.L.D. I think that's right. It's kind of a high floor. You know, I wasn't going to be, you know, I wasn't going to be turning this off in 14 minutes. And so uh, I thought it was solid. You and know, I'm with I, you. I like, a, I like a Thomas Hayden Church, the guy and from the how about an outdoor high school? Doesn't that always look fun when they're going to the lockers outside? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh it's not uh relatable to me. But me neither. You know, I didn't go but to I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, I'm like that would kinda of look kind of fun there. Uh I love the I like the principal in this. I don't know who he is. I've seen him elsewhere. Uh I, I could have used more up, of the principal in this. Uh Dan Humphrey from Gossip Girl was in this. He was not playing the stalker that he plays in you. I thought this was more of a Dan Humphrey type role for him. Uh, the dad in this bow, I mean, Henley's, this guy, every scene he was wearing a tight Henley. Mm. You think that was in his contract? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to look up who it was. Okay. Uh, Lisa Kudrow just, I mean, like an hour in, Lisa yeah, Kudrow shows out up out of nowhere, but then plays like a big role there. Um, oh, Fred Armisen McDowell, the, the principal. Okay. Yeah. I thought he had some funny lines in there. Uh, Fred Armisen shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. So I, yeah, I thought it was good. I liked it. Okay, High school yeah. kids making bad decisions. I mean, I'm going to watch that movie uh, 
10 times out of 10. It's the kind of movie that, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to uh, differentiate in your mind from all the other high school movies, but it it was, you know, it was fine. Now my wife was making the point that, you know, they're asking us to kind of, uh, you know, suspend the, like the idea that Emma Stone is going to just be the girl that like no one is paying attention to in high school. You know, yeah, I mean, classic yeah. trope. Yeah. But listen, and you've also happens. got everybody. Everybody's in high school, even though they're like 30 years old. But yeah, well, that's fine. OK. Uh, the Nice Guys. Have you seen The Nice Guys, Bo? I have seen The Nice Guys. People What'd love The think? Nice Guys. Why do people love The Nice Guys? I think it was good. It was an enjoyable it was movie, fine. but it, wasn't, yeah, it was fine. It's, it, I didn't didn't knock knock me away either. Like I was shocked at how many people recommended The Nice Guys. I mean, yeah, it was fine. It's we good. watched it in a few I like sittings. A I yeah, like a Gosling in a comedic role. And okay. Yeah. An unserious a, role. Yeah. But good lines. You know, it was a 1970s LA. I like that's like a nice scenery. It's a nice backdrop for a movie, I thought. Um, but I don't know. I wasn't writing home about it. Like, I wouldn't recommend somebody watch The Nice Guys. If there's a sequel, I'm not going to watch The Nice Guys sequel. But I thought it was okay. You made me laugh with your last, your last comment in there. Well, I'm trying to look at what the. Oh, no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not watching that. Listen, I got this list of 300 movies to get to. I can't yeah. be uh, committing to stuff. All right, now my favorite. And you know what? I should pull out the spreadsheet. No, this I is interesting. Com- I should comp. Okay, well. Uh, I haven't seen it. Oh. Oh, sorry. Did I give it away? No. I mean, what's to give away about this movie? Although I've heard well, I've heard that it's very funny. Well, go ahead. Why don't you say the movie? Go. Okay, the movie is Chef is the movie. Uh, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. This was my favorite of any of the recommendations that I've watched so far. Uh, definitely would take this over a nice guy's not even close to me. Uh, South Rob, 1231, Go Birds, Go Sixers, and Irvin Chen. Those were the three people who recommended Chef to me. So nice job out of you three. You know what kind of movie uh, I like. I thought it was funny. It had a little Twitter beef in there. It had a nice road trip. I'm seeing different cities. It had a nice Lake Wazamo uh, role in there, a fantastic Robert Downey Jr. cameo. They were cooking. You know, I, I started getting into like these cooking shows a little bit during the pandemic. The oh, David you Chang watch Top Chef? No, no, like the okay. David Chang. Uh, what, what was that one Ugly called? Delicious. Yeah. That's good. Did he have another one too? Or was it just that one? I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, where, yeah, he goes places and with friends and cooks and talks. I, I was into those sh- that a lot early in the pandemic. So this had a little bit of that uh, feel to it. And, you know, a little, little father-son element to it, a little family, a little work with it. Uh, enjoyed uh, every second of it. So so what have you heard, Bo, about this? Well, what I've heard is that John Favreau wrote a movie in which uh, both Scarlett Johansson and Sofia Vergara are in love with him. This absolute. I said this to my wife. I go, I actually, you know what my exact quote was? Favreau's, t- Favreau's taking a whiff on yeah, in this I mean, movie. Like, let's I let's mean, take it easy a little bit. Yeah. Like, what a movie to write for yourself. You get to cook, and then you have two love interests, Scarlett Johansson and Sofia Vergara. Let's let's take it easy, John. Yes, that that absolutely uh, did cross my mind. Uh, so that that was a little bit bizarre. But other than that, uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Okay, I haven't seen it. Uh, Tenet, the only reason I, I watched it was because I didn't have a lot of time and I knew I wasn't going to need a lot of time for this. Uh, yeah, I mean, people people who like love movies and love that director hate Tenet because it's hard to follow. So the idea that, that you would love it, I feel like people were just trying to play a trick on you. Uh, well, you know what? This was early on during the Classics for S.H.I.E.L.D., so they might not have gotten the full gist of it. But okay. uh, Jezerps and uh, Set... Uh, 
I don't even know how you say this, C-E-T-S-T-11. You two, eh, listen, back to the drawing board. You can't just be giving me your favorite movies. I gave this 14 minutes, uh, no idea what's going on. There was an explosion. There was some cheesy line. They were saying Tenet. It was supposed to be some code word. I mean, give me a break. I was turning that. I could have turned that bad boy off. Anyways. Now, what is your what is your process, Sheila, as you're going through deciding what movie to watch from the spreadsheet? Well, uh, for a while there, there was a, a bit of a randomness to it. Well, here's the thing. At night, when I'm watching with my wife, it's got to be one that she agrees to watch. So, okay. for example, we've got five votes here for uh, City of God and Baby Driver. Uh, my wife has no interest in either of those, so I have to find a time when she's not interested in watching those. The next two are Hot Fuzz and Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, so those two, she's, she'll say, she said she'll watch. And so those also have five votes. And so those, I think, will probably be the next two on the list. And then if I feel like I don't have a lot of time, I'll scroll down a little bit and look for one that I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like. Mm. And then I'll just, uh, you know, really, I try to go yeah, with... You're prejudiced against those movies. No, it, it's probably true. I try to go in with an open mind, but I kind of know... <laughs> And so uh, if it if it wins me over, then I'll give it a fair shot. If not, I can just write a funny review 15 minutes in. Okay. All right. Any thoughts? Now, your recommendations, I was looking here, uh, they haven't gotten multiple votes here. So, like, I can't watch them. Oh, yet, but, I, think you have to t- I think you have to take uh, you think my recommendations an and Dennis's recommendations as, as separate. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you got to work yourself through those. Okay, so the, of the ones you mentioned there... Uh, I had already seen Up in the Air, Juno, and The Descendants. The ones I have to watch from you are The Trip, Exit Through the Gift Shop, Argo, and Judas and the Black Messiah. An inside job. Inside. Oh, yes. That is one that has gotten multiple votes. Yes. So that'll probably be the first now, one. Now, The I Trip, remember, I did not officially recommend. That was more oh, you if, did it. If, if I perish oh. and you feel like you miss me. Okay. Uh, I think it would be really hit or miss for you. You would either really enjoy it or you would turn it off in 15 minutes. Okay, so again, get those recommendations in. Uh, Classics for Shield hashtag on Twitter or the Apple Podcast page on Instagram for the 20th time at Shield Kapadia to read the reviews. And uh, the spreadsheet is pinned to the top of my Twitter page. If you want to see what's been recommended, if you want to see what I've already reviewed, if you want to see what I've already seen so that you don't recommend something that I've already seen. But it looks like we've got a total of 20, uh, let's see, two to 21. We've got 20 movies here or eight or 19 movies that have at least four votes. So I'm going to have to get through all those first. How's your, uh, how's your schedule looking for an Ospreys? How's my schedule looking? I guess for you, you gotta go. You gotta go take care of the kids. So we don't need to talk about this. Uh, no one's come down. Yeah, I mean, I I got time for an Ospreys. Yeah, we can do it. Okay. I mean, I've got I I've got time. I've got a month here okay. for podcast episodes before I uh, bid farewell. So I would say sometime in the next month we should do it. Uh, we can't watch any mini camp now, so I think we got plenty of time for an Ospreys. Okay, I got some ideas. Oh, ideas. Okay. All right. You're gonna get uh, somebody from uh, Chef. To join? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get Scarlett Johansson to host the show. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. okay. All right. Well, that will do it. Somehow an hour and 20 minutes. I know I'm the one who complains about the length of podcasts, and then I host, and they go for oh, no, an hour right. and 20 minutes. So, uh, barring something unforeseen or some breaking news, we will be back again uh, next week. I'm sure, you, Bo, you guys will be talking to more players and coaches right here between now and then, That's I the assume. Idea. That's the idea. Okay. And so we will uh, we will do that. So 
for Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Morris, I am Shio Kapadia, and as always, we love you.